0: Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the regular exclusive podcast. I am Jace and with me as always is Renee and we're here to talk about movies and we're going to try and be professional but like here's your first spoiler alert moment. You know, just we might just end up talking about stuff on accident. Don't worry. We're going to talk about some other stuff first though uh, because this has been a hell of a week. It's been so exhausting. I don't know. Renee, it's been a long week for you
1: yes it has i don't know if it only has to do with like being excited to talk about this movie or just like it's also been pretty busy and i've been productive but it still feels like drawn out so i just think it's the anticipation of talking about maybe just any james wan movie but specifically this one (laughs)
0: it's been such a long week there's been so much with work and life and all this stuff and i've just found myself the whole week just being like man i really just want to talk about this movie i just yeah. really want to talk about malignant but we'll get there when we get there but i don't know Renee, what, what else have you been watching this week
1: oh god uh so i feel like Every week I might even start off by saying for what I watched that I went down another rabbit hole, (laughs) but I've realized that I think my life is just one giant rabbit hole of like (laughs) horror movies because I've always got, and I don't know if it's like, you know, I watch a movie and then something's related to it. So I pick another category, whatever. But um, I also felt like I was really testing my limits this week because I was like, maybe I can handle like movies that I thought were really scary before. Or movies that, like, would freak me out. Like, uh, I watched Eight-Legged Freaks.
0: Ooh, good for you.
1: Yeah, and, you know, that's obviously a horror comedy, mostly. But, um, you know, it has a couple little freaky parts with spiders where I was like, nope. Like, I gotta fucking close my eyes and not look at that shit. But I made it through, and then I watched it again the other night just to prove that I could do it. And I was, like, very (laughs) impressed with myself. Because it was not as scary. Like, I wasn't freaking out. I got I, Now I just got to build up to watching Arachnophobia without freaking out, because I, I still haven't done that. <laughs> but we'll get there. You know, I'm taking baby steps. Um, then I watched another spider movie, which was, like, a sci-fi movie called Big Ass Spider. <laughs> and it is, legit, guys, like, way too good for a sci-fi movie. <laughs> this movie knows what it is. It's fucking hilarious. First off, it's about a spider that is like half alien or some shit and it grows to be as big as like, it's like on top of a building like King Kong and they're shooting at it (laughs) and it's fucking hilarious. And just, it's like what Sharknado would only dream it could be. So I recommend that movie. I think it's on Tubi for free. So everybody should really, really check it out. Um,
0: That needs to be that needs to be a crossover Sharknado and Big ass Spiders.
1: I mean, I think so. They were big enough that they could fight. I think for sure.
0: They did Alien versus Predator. They did Freddy versus Jason. Let's get Sharknado versus Big ass Spiders.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm fucking here for it. Um, I'm actually pretty sure they also did like a Lake Placid versus Anaconda, which I was like, is that the lake then that's fighting it or the the (laughs) crocodile? Because that's confusing um (laughs) it's anaconda
0: fighting an unnatural ecosystem
1: but i'm like they also are live they live in the water so where's the fight this is this seems too easy
0: this Um, climate is too dry for my snaky skin
1: yeah and so naturally i uh i spun out from there and watched some like bigfoot movies which i won't bore you with because most of them are just awful but (laughs) I'd like to shout out that Willow Creek, while people were like, this is the best one, like found footage, right? It's the worst. I can't imagine that people thought this was good. You don't even see fucking Bigfoot at all. And it's like the last like 20 minutes are like a one take where they're listening to weird sounds in their tent and they get dragged away and you hear some noises. And that is it. I was like, come on, this this has got to be pulling my leg. There's a post credit scene. Nothing bullshit don't fucking watch willow creek guys it's just not worth it i think it's free to watch too but again you can't get the time back but i think what i'm most excited about that i've been leading up to to talk to you about it if you've watched it already is prey
0: oh eat prey love great movie. no god
1: although that is that's a fun that's like a guilty pleasure movie like i just oh you're talking um, about the
0: predator movie okay yeah, yeah
1: yeah no shit dude come on i loved it you did I was obsessed with it. Yeah, this is like exactly what I want out of a fucking Predator movie. It was even better than I thought a Predator movie could be, honestly, Mm. with uh, a lot of the other ones we've gotten. They're just very uneven.
0: Some real high highs and some real low lows.
1: Real low lows. I don't know. What did you think?
0: I had a real good time with it. I agree. Yeah. Like, it was super simple. And that's where the beauty lies. Like, the the original Predator is just, like, the most simple thing. And it has a bunch of funny moments in it and great action. Yeah, this one was just, like, took all the fat off. It was just really simple plot. Really fun. Good action. The, the only thing that I was, like, not expecting was the main... Um, the main character, like she had like video game level fighting skills. She
1: was amazing.
0: I was like, oh, this is, this is some I- interesting stuff, but it was super fun. I, yeah. I had a great time with it. I was a little bummed because I heard that they did the English version and then they did a Comanche version. And so I thought the Comanche version was going to be like essentially the same scenes, but just like they're actually speaking Comanche, not a dub.
1: Oh, and yeah, so no, it's a dub.
0: I watched like the first half in Comanche and realized it was a dub, but also I'd never heard Comanche. And so I actually thought it was pretty cool. But I then switched to the English because just I would so rather have actually st- understand it. Well, no, it's the it's the mouths not lining up like I know they're speaking English. Like I yeah. I, I, I like subtitles. I, I watch not English speaking movies. And I kind of wish that it was acted in Comanche and then they just had subtitles the whole time because yeah. that would have been really cool and unique. But um, but still, I really enjoyed the movie. It's not as good as the original, but it, it's definitely better than probably all the other ones. That one in the Adrian Brody one. I, I Predators like. is Predators. good. Yeah,
1: that's my that was like my second favorite after the first one but now i think prey is like up there with the first one for me because i think mm. they just both have the same vibe i really love the actress and like when they when they said if it bleeds we can kill it i was like oh fuck yeah like <laughs> hell yeah that's the fucking same shit arnold said yeah. i was super here for it and i thought the dog was just amazing and i was so happy if that's ever been a hesitation for you in movies the dog lives okay yeah. spoiler
0: yeah, that's- but The one spoiler (laughs) people need to know.
1: You do need to know that there's a whole (laughs) website about it. And so, yeah, I I feel like that just made it great. I also wanted to mention that I loved the whole thing of like the predator starting off with like seeing those little animals eat each other. It was like a bug getting eaten by Mm -hmm. like a what squirrel or some shit. like a woodchuck and then that gets eaten by the snake and then he kills the snake and it's Mm -hmm. like he's just trying to see where he fits on like the food chain here and like he level up up. yeah Yeah. and then like when he fights the bear well first he (laughs) fights the wolf i guess and then the fucking bear was like amazing when he's like holding it up and you see the blood
0: you see the bear in the trailer so yeah not not spoilers
1: Not a spoiler. He fights a lot of things in this movie, people included. And I just thought this was great. This was better than any Predator sequel. What is this? (laughs) Predator 5, Predator 6, Predator... I guess Predator 7 if you count AVP movies, but I don't.
0: Yeah, it depends on if those are canon.
1: (laughs) I mean, I hope not. But (laughs) I also like... I just don't really remember any of them, so...
0: I hope this leads to just a series of Predator movies that are just set in different time periods.
1: That's what people have just been going off on that with really cool ideas. They're like, I want yeah. samurai, I want some pirates. Then they said, awesome. but do it with other horror movies. They're like, get the ancient Greeks to open the Hellraiser thing. Like <laughs> fucking just some crazy ass shit. Like start playing to put Jason on like with the pilgrims. Like I was like, oh shit. This could be like a cool thing though. Although then it would just get old really quick. You know, whenever we say we want something, studios give it to us too much. And then we're stuck with a bunch of shit. Well, I'm going to have hope if they have the same team behind this one doing it, then I'm here for it. Like cuz this movie was just just wonderful. Just just excellent. delightful. Just delightful. I've watched a lot of delightful stuff, including Big Ash Spider. That movie is straight up delightful. It doesn't sound like it would be, but I swear. But that's like the rabbit hole that I live in <laughs> on a daily basis this week. So what what have you been up to?
0: I've actually had a pretty pretty good week of of watching stuff prey was 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 a real good time uh solar opposites have you ever watched no, no. it's rick it's the same people who do rick and morty oh, okay it's on hulu but um instead of rick and morty being humans they're aliens hmm. on earth
1: and it's the same characters like rick and morty
0: no 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 same creators okay, okay the voice voice of rick and morty he is in this show but it's very similar humor and style but yeah they're aliens it's kind of like third rock from the sun oh yeah like they're aliens on earth yeah Yeah, they're aliens on earth and they don't get how the world works they just are there um but it's it's so funny and it has like one of the best side stories ever (laughs) it's 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 so great then watched a slew of horror movies Perfect. um Throw them at one me. a rewatch. two of them on that have been on the list for a while but um watched your next oh, god such, su- yes. such a great one such,
1: such a surprise
0: it's it's lovely yeah <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun i got the wife to watch that and did she like it well i mean at, as I told you before, she doesn't tell me what she thinks of a movie until two weeks after we watch it. But I think, I think she, I think she had a good time. Yeah, she hasn't mentioned and
1: She's still stewing on it. Thinking <laughs> yeah, about it. She,
0: she didn't say, Oh God. So yeah, I think she had a good time. With I would it.
1: almost rather that Nolan always just says, he'll, he'll say, well, I never needed to see that movie. And I'm like, well, fuck off then. <laughs> I could have gone my whole life without watching that. And it's like every horror movie is Like I just like, And I'm like, I know how you feel about horror movies. We don't need this this rant every time I ask you if you like the movie. Uh,
0: But then I watched uh, It Follows.
1: That was the first time or rewatch?
0: First time. First time. So so good. It's been on the list for a while. Yeah. So good.
1: Wasn't it freaky and the music?
0: It's kind of like in the same vein as that Spider movie you're talking about. Like it has no business being as good as it is. Exactly.
1: I mean that's I will I would just like to clarify and say it follows is a lot better than Big Ass Fighter. But you're right. They both are better than like either their name or their concepts would have you believe that they would be based on the yeah. other shit that comes out all the time.
0: Yeah, for anyone who goes and googles it follows right now. Yes, that is the plot. Yes. That is the plot we are saying that movie is wonderful.
1: It is wonderful. <laughs> we might have to do an episode on it because
0: about it's also a
1: public that. safety message in a movie if you think <laughs> about it okay
0: uh then i watched um movie you recommended oh, um x
1: oh yeah wow. that was
0: that was a lot of fun wasn't
1: that the most fun like <laughs> i feel like that was just a great movie through oh. and through everything
0: i don't know if i've ever felt myself hold myself back this much from talking about spoilers like i <laughs> I want to talk about it. Yeah, it was such it was such a fun movie. Let's um, do a fucking
1: double, or let's do an episode yeah. about it because there's an- another movie in the same universe, I guess, coming out soon oh, yeah, in just right. a couple months, everybody, which you've probably already seen. So it's called Pearl, but maybe we'll mm. do one around then because that would be a great double watch, especially if you, you kind of have to watch X in order to get Pearl. I'm gonna assume so.
0: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh yeah, then last movie kind of rounded out, not horror wise. Um, watched Molly's Game. It's been on the list for a while.
1: Yeah, that that one's Jessica Chastain and the poker, right?
0: Poker. Yeah, Aaron
1: Sorkin. I think wrote the movie. I don't know if he directed
0: it. I think he directed it and wrote it. I don't know. It's 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 half an hour too long, so it's very Aaron. Sorkin. I think he he um, definitely
1: yeah. He must but have.
0: it's really good. Like other than you know the thirty minutes you could have cut out, like there's a lot of really great scenes in it that just like you're Mm -hmm. totally there for it kind of reminded me um, there's a lot of like poker scenes and it reminds me of rounders like oh yeah her her talking through the game and like reading people and i do
1: love movies when they do that shit
0: very like very rounders-esque i had a good time with it
1: that's cool yeah That actually just reminded me that I watched. I did watch one other movie that came out a couple years ago that I wanted to recommend. It's it's a horror movie. No shit, of course. What else am I going to fucking mention? (laughs) Um, But it came out in 2019. It's called Haunt. And it's written by the guys who wrote uh, A Quiet Place, Mm. the first one. And they're just awesome. And anyway, so it's about this group of teenagers that goes – they're looking for, like, one of those haunted maze to go, to go to or whatever. And they find this extreme one that you have to, like, sign a waiver. And they take your phones and all this shit. And they're like, oh, perfect. <laughs> Which, like, already a fucking bad sign. <laughs> and it's, like, out in this, like, fucking warehouse. And then they start going through. And then it's, like, then they start getting separated. And then, like, they see one of their friends get attacked. And, like, all this shit. And they're like, is it real? And it's, like, it's really good. It's, like, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny sometimes. But... Most of it it's like really dark and like scary like it's it's really great
0: actually. Didn't didn't the Krasinski's write the A Quiet Place?
1: No, he I think either co-wrote or just directed. Oh, okay. I think he did help like they might have written the initial script and then he added to it. Oh okay. And then he wrote A Quiet Place Part 2. Okay. John
0: so Krasinski these are the, the people that are not
1: The two guys, yeah, that that wrote it um the initial the first one, not the second one. Gotcha. So, yeah, I I forget their names, but just nice. look up Haunt 2019. You'll be happy you did. Although if you're scared of shit, like, you know, maybe don't,
0: especially is it, clowns. Is it streaming anywhere?
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's streaming, I believe, on Shudder
0: for free. You would have a Shudder account.
1: <laughs> Dude, you can add it on to your Prime for like seven bucks a month and you get... All the fucking horror movies. I mean, I, between that and Tubi, I'm never gonna run out of con- like fucking movies to talk about.
0: You know what's crazy? You can do that with every channel.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that like that just made it easier. So I don't have to go to another app. It's like all in one place. I I've been that's pretty much where I add those things.
0: All right. Let's take a little break and then we'll, let's get into malignant. <laughs> All right. Before we can even get into this actual movie, I I want to talk about like what genre this movie falls into because from what I see like on Twitter or YouTube, it just seems like people didn't get this movie. Mm-hmm. I uh, agree. Would you Would you agree?
1: Hundred percent. Nobody seems there's a, there's some people, but not a lot. A lot of the louder people are the ones who are like, I don't fucking get this movie.
0: I think I saw one like YouTube movie reviewer that I that I follow like. One said that they loved this movie. Like they totally got it. Yeah. And this movie fall is a horror comedy, right? I would agree with that.
1: I don't think everyone would, but I think I think if you really get the movie, you would agree with that. But I was trying to also think about this last night when I was rewatching this movie. And that's why I was curious, like, what would be your definition of a horror comedy?
0: Okay. I can answer. Mine's this.
1: pretty loose,
0: I feel. You having loose standards for a ranking system. And We'd a never... lot of things. Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> you can say that. Uh... <laughs> say uh... I'm
1: loose, Jace. Just say what you want to say. Okay. Don't make me say it.
0: <laughs> so I would I would um
1: Yeah, what's your difference? I would
0: define horror comedy as it's very different than a parody. A parody is like scary movie. Scary yeah. movie too. Those are those are comedy movies that make fun of horror comedy.
1: Not necessarily I, any scares to them.
0: Correct. On the other end of the spectrum, I would say there's a difference between a horror comedy and a horror movie that has a sense of humor. Like mm-hmm. Scream, I feel like, is a horror movie at first, but like it has some funniness, it's meta, it has some some stuff to it.
1: See, yeah. But then I'm also like, I mine's just more loose where I think if there's horror and there's comedy. But also, I I consider a lot of comedy or horror movies, like or sorry, movies to be horror comedies, like Ready or Not. I don't find it particularly scary, mm-hmm. but it's like I consider that a horror comedy, wouldn't you?
0: I don't know if I would consider Ready or Not a horror comedy. It's probably right on the line. So yeah, my list that I came up with is very very short. So horror comedy to me is it is a horror movie that makes fun of itself. So it's, it's camp
1: intentional or not does that matter
0: intentional camp yeah. has to be you intentional, have to be intentional
1: like, right people just assume nowadays if it's bad that that's camp it's like no they have to try
0: camp <laughs> camp is a skill yeah <laughs> yeah i want to know what's on yours though. yeah it's, it's really semantics um but yeah like I, I i think the movie itself is part of the joke for a horror comedy so like my movies are tusk
1: I agree. I also think that's a perfect horror comedy. Yeah.
0: Tusk, Cabin in the Woods.
1: Yep. I have that too.
0: Evil Dead slash Army of Darkness.
1: I have Evil Dead 2 because I think that one is the perfect mix. I think Evil Dead 1 doesn't have as much comedy as like... Yeah. And then I think the third one, Army Army of Darkness, Darkness, that one's like all comedy so it's like yeah i
0: would I would agree the first one is just an old school horror movie yeah the second yeah. one it definitely goes funny and yeah. then the last one um i mean besides malignant i did this for you uh piranha 3d i think that is a good horror comedy
1: very good yeah i totally agree
0: what's on your list
1: i'll just start from the bottom of like here's movies that i consider horror comedies and then i'll get up to my my tops But I won't go too long. Don't worry. There's not too many. (laughs) Like, I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes reading off movies, guys. Okay? Just relax. Um, Tremors and Scream and Jennifer's Body. I I love that movie. um, Snakes on a Plane, I think works. It's more comedy, but it does have, like, some – I mean, I'm freaked out by snakes, so maybe I'm just easy (laughs) to scare – Um, I haven't seen this one, but I did see it when I was like looking up different movies was Tucker and Dale versus evil. That seemed to be like a pretty popular one. Um, Eight legged freaks I have on there um, along with arachnophobia, because that one is actually a very funny movie and it's like a comedy, but it also has like really scary spider shit. So that one's (laughs) a little bit more extreme. Um, One of my favorites, Krampus I think is maybe one of the best, more recent ones, Lake Placid and Piranha I have there because they both are very similar. Like, I'm pretty sure in Lake Placid, like the villain is like Betty White, right? Because she's like feeding the fucking croc with Wait. cows all the time
0: and her husband. Is this the Lake Placid versus Anaconda?
1: No, no, that's like <laughs> the first Lake Placid, <laughs> shockingly enough. And then I had um I had Evil Dead 2 and Tusk, um the final girls. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but Happy Death Day, I thought would be in your list as well. And Freaky. This is the end and Shaun of the Dead were another couple ones that I just wanted to include. And then now for my finalists. <laughs> oh,
0: now um, we're at the finalists. Now okay. we're at
1: the finalists. OK. A
0: real exclusive list.
1: <laughs> this is. Yeah. Well, no, I just feel like I had to mention those or else like people might get mad if they like, you know, those are all really good ones. And I just feel like they all count. Um, My top five, I would say You're Next, um, mm. Cabin in the Woods. Then I have uh, Ready or Not and Malignant at number two, and then number one now is Nope, because I think that movie is a very really delicate balance of both, because I have (laughs) not laughed that hard in a movie in a long time, and also been that fucking terrified. So, it it shot to the top of my list. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time now. I would put Malignant up there, though, and I was was trying to decide, like, I think if you just maybe don't understand the movie, you're not sure why it, it fits in this category, but For me, I think it's 100% a horror comedy. It has the perfect mix. But maybe that's sometimes why they're controversial or people either love them or hate them. Like, I feel like all these movies on this list, people are kind of split on.
0: Totally. So, yeah, I mean, before we get into the actual, like, spoiler part of this movie, because... I mean, there is zero way to talk about this movie without spoilers. If we were
1: not going to include spoilers, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. (laughs) There's so much to mention. This
0: is one of those rare movies where, like, there's nothing to talk about unless you can talk about spoilers. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like, that's what makes the whole movie. But before we get there, we can finish this. Like, that's what I was just meaning is that it's controversial, maybe, because some people, I think horror comedy is really hard for people to either grasp and also for movies to do really well.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And also, it's not a it's not a genre that particularly like studios want to invest in. Yeah, you know, and it's hard
1: to get fucking right.
0: And you know, that was one of the things with *Malignant* is it was marketed as a horror film, like it was mm-hmm. marketed as James Wan, like *The Conjuring*, the Conjuring and, you know, all of it, *Insidious*.
1: And, <laughs> Like I literally thought it was going to be like that.
0: And like everything you see in the trailer is, I don't know, probably the first 30 minutes of the movie, which mm-hmm. is like, <laughs> but, exactly. so I, I'm going to go on a, on a, on a quick little tangent here. I perfect. I'm here I did for some, it. did I did some spreadsheeting. I did some research and James Wan, I think is the only director that could have pulled this movie off because they had no clue how to market this movie. They're just like, "Um, James Wan horror, let's just do that.
1: I think that that was actually intentional by James Wan. He wanted it marketed that way. I read a lot about this movie after I saw it because you'll understand after you see it. But uh, yeah, I read that and I was like, interesting choice because I find that that's like, the biggest hang up for people nowadays is trailers being either like too spoily or misleading. But a lot of people are doing that with
0: movies. The the only reason I don't know if I agree with you on James Wan being a part of it is because he posted on social media like, do not expect this to be like the conjuring. But oh, like he they did. Yeah, they like marketed it as The Conjuring.
1: I thought that that was like on purpose because he wanted to throw people off. I thought it was like a smart move because it seemed like that would also, I mean, if they marketed this movie for what it was, I don't know how many people would even watch because they'd be like, what the fuck? Or maybe it would have drawn him in. I don't fucking know. But I do feel that like maybe. They were also like, yeah, the studio was like, this will get us more money. But then also he was like, yeah, but then maybe it'll even be better because you have no idea what's coming. And that's kind of maybe. the best way about to watch this movie. So maybe it's a little bit of both.
0: Maybe. But either way. So like I, I went in and I looked at how much money James Wan is responsible for in the horror franchise, horror world. I think James Wan is without any competition he is the king of horror it's not saying anything about the quality of his movie or other people's movie just sheer dollars but he also knows what people want what they like he does he started the saw franchise the insidious franchise the conjuring franchise the only other like big franchises that aren't listed here is like the purge and Paranormal Activity.
1: And those are both dead in the water now. Nobody gives a fuck about either of those. I mean, I know they're still pumping out those fucking Burge movies, but enough, okay? (laughs) We don't care.
0: Well, and like all of these franchises, James Wan's not involved in them anymore. He's the executive producer, He's just, but he's just cashing checks.
1: He's like helping out, but yeah, he's just producing a lot of stuff. He's very busy, you know? And he also made Aquaman money. Yeah,
0: so I'm saying just the horror world. I mean, Aquaman... That's a whole other tangent. He's the but, king of
1: Warner Brothers, I think. After both all of this, if put together, I yeah. think we could say he basically like dominates that. He's like their biggest moneymaker.
0: A hundred percent. And I'm gonna prove it. Okay. So I'm ready for it. James Wan within those three franchises, the horror world, and this is all the conjuring spin-offs, because he gets credited back to all of them. Okay. He has brought in worldwide over three point six billion. Billion with a B, billion dollars.
1: Billion dollars. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. But yeah, I mean, it's insane. Holy shit!
0: That's not even the craziest part. Okay, it gets a,
1: crazier.
0: It does. There's oh, a shit. lot. Of, there's a lot of movies in this list that a lot of people haven't seen, like all of the spinoffs and stuff. Like they're Hit not good. The stuff that James Wan is d- directly involved with, they're great the budget for all of those movies so 3.6 billion in revenue the budget for all of those was 305 million dollars warner brothers just in gross numbers has 12xed their investment in james wan like james wan has yeah. created the most successful money making machine ever for comparison okay marvel <laughs> marvel yeah. The first Iron Man movie. So here let's do this. The first Saw okay was a 1.2 million dollar budget.
1: Very low budget.
0: 1 million. The fir- the budget of Iron Man was 140 million dollars. Exactly. Iron Man grossed almost 600 million dollars. Saw grossed over 100 million dollars. Saw had an 87 X return, whereas Iron Man had a four X return.
1: Mm hmm. Because they're they have to spend so much money <laughs> so on much all money. these fucking movies. That's why they're getting all this. They're like killing those fucking VFX people now. It's horrible. They're not like, literally murdering murdering them, but they're like they're throwing in too much at them. They're too much because they have to produce so much shit to make up the cost Yeah. Whereas with horror and James Wan, he like knows how to like use a low budget he's done it for like most of these horror franchises that he started the first one was pretty Mm -hmm. low budget like out of all of these ones and i feel that he's just he's got the he's also bringing up cool filmmakers and having them do like the spin-offs and guiding them and like working with all these new and interesting people in this horror field and it's just a minefield
0: the movies that james Wan was directly involved with directing or writing the budget for those, other than the first two Conjuring movies, the budget for those was no more than five million.
1: Yeah, and
0: they all did over a hundred million in box office. The Conjuring was $20 twenty million and forty million, and those did in like those did three hundred million at the box office.
1: Exactly. Yeah, those are worth the extra budget. By that point, they were like, "I think this guy, could, we could give him a little bit more money." <laughs> He's clearly paying us back well above what we're paying him. So
0: like this is the this is the entire reason that the horror genre like just survives. Like the horror genre has the most insane ROIs possible.
1: What's an ROI?
0: Return on investment.
1: Okay, sorry. I know I'm like (laughs) I am a business person, too, but there's so many fucking acronyms out there now.
0: The craziest one of all time. It's not James Wan related. Is paranormal activity. Yep, that movie was made on a fifteen thousand dollar budget. Oh, I know, and it did almost two hundred million
1: mm-hmm.
0: in box office. That's a almost thirteen thousand x.
1: That's why they're still trying to make those fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, that's why there's
0: like seven of them. Yeah. <laughs> they insane. got
1: old real quick, but.
0: But so well, what all... about
1: Blair, Witch was obviously before that and also probably super low budget like that, too. I
0: didn't look that one up, but it, it probably yeah. did really well. But
1: these ones, it's easy with horror. I feel like to do a real low budget movie, but make it really if it's well done, it can make a shit ton of fucking money. Literally yes. superhero movies and horror movies make a ton of money right now.
0: Yeah. Still, they always I, do, I think. I mean, the first Saw movie was in 2004, and the last one, including Spiral, was 2021. Oh, yeah. They've been busting out Saw movies for 20 years, and they're still making a 10X on that franchise.
1: Yet they're making a new one going back with like, it's like combining, I don't know if it's characters from, I don't think it's characters at all from the Spiral, but like some of the team that worked on that. Will be also working on a new one, focusing more on the actual guy who played, on the actual Jigsaw character again. God. But I thought I I don't remember what happened with those movies. I went and saw all of them in theaters. Oh, but... yeah, I've, I've seen them all, <laughs> and
0: they're, they're it, it's insane how bad those movies are. And is they're so successful. Good.
1: The yeah. the greatness of the first one keeps you coming back for more because you're always like, this is it could be that good. I mean, sure. I, no no doubt it won't be, but it's, like you have nuts. that hope. He's great at starting these things
0: like all this to say Malignant is the most unsuccessful movie that James Wan has made in terms of box office. It also happened during the coronavirus. So theater shut down. So like it did like 34 million on a 40 million budget, right? This movie, like just looking at it, it's almost like James Wan, like he was owed this movie, the movie he wanted to use, like I've made you guys so much money just Mm -hmm. fucking give me this let me do it
1: (laughs) this is legit what happened i was going to mention but uh literally the reason that this movie got made which like this would never be made by a fucking studio ever especially like with this much of a budget but he literally had just made them like over a billion Mm -hmm. dollars with aquaman and he and they wanted him back for aquaman 2 to lock him into that and he said i'll do aquaman (laughs) 2 if i get to do one for me and he they said, "Okay, we'll do whatever." And like they gave him a great budget, and he fucking made this movie that was just a love letter to horror movies that he loved and a style that he loved. And I just think, "Fuck, yeah, yeah. I hope that they continue to do it with him because he he deserves making one for one for the people one for him because i'm here for both of those kind of movies whatever he does i honestly just uh, uh, agreed
0: i mean (laughs) aquaman wasn't my favorite movie in the world but i'll i I love james one
1: no but it was a money maker so and i love it now because that's why we have malignant so sure (laughs) it might be my second favorite movie now because if, if it gave us malignant that is putting it up in my book okay I won't rewatch it, but <laughs>
0: let's get into actually talking about this movie. So this is your final spoiler alert. There's no way to talk about this movie going forward Turn without talking now. about the ending. All right. So let's actually talk uh, about the movie. Let me let me give you the plot. So the the I <laughs> yeah, Good the IMDb plot is uh, Madison, the main character, is paralyzed by shocking visions of a grisly murder, and her torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are, in fact, terrifying realities. Now that is the IMDb plot. Let me tell you my plot. Okay, I'm a excited weirdly for this. basic horror movie that you realize when it's too late, it's a ruse. And James Wan is about to rock your world. This is your final spoiler alert. If you have not seen this movie, get the fuck out.
1: Or I would like to also say, if you are like me and sometimes, and you don't have to admit it, but I get it. You like (laughs) to know the spoilers before you see a movie. I have anxiety too, people. I get it. Okay. So I just, I want to include that because I never hear that on podcasts. But if you, if you want to hear the spoilers, I get it. You're welcome here too.
0: Don't oh, feel so shame. Much love okay. Right there for the listeners.
1: I'm just saying that there's got to be somebody else like that. And if if I heard that on a podcast, I would be like, <laughs> thank God somebody finally. Because I feel like I'm I'm always like, oh shit, I'm listening when I shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> this is like one of the only movies I can think of. But this is that one of the movies. Yeah. Is like the twist ties the entire insanity <laughs> that you watch together, and, and like it's it's not like spoiler is like an understatement in terms of this.
1: Yeah. Like I will say that I also, like I do look up spoilers for movies, but not for every movie because I do believe that like, Like, I didn't look them up for Nope, and I did not look them up for Malignant because I was told (laughs) not to for both. Like I mean, obviously, it kind of just goes with Jordan Peele, but people – I wasn't thinking like – I was like, oh, yeah, I totally would have looked up Malignant because it's like, oh, like, you know, a Conjuring spinoff kind of thing, whatever. Everybody in the early reactions were like – don't read a fucking thing about this movie. <laughs> Just hang in there till the last like 40 minutes. And I was like, I am now very interested because this looks like a real run of the mill fucking movie.
0: Yeah. The, the one thing I would tell people kind of in hindsight with this, I wouldn't spoil the movie, but I would tell you if you feel like you're supposed to laugh, you are.
1: You're it's okay to laugh throughout the whole movie. It,
0: it is intentional. And That's mm-hmm. that's the beauty of this movie. It's
1: its beauty and its curse, I think, because it's caused a lot of people to not get it or not enjoy it. And that's really why we had to pick it and talk about it because, you know, you guys might get here in like 30 years, but Jason and I will have been here this whole time <laughs> in the malignant hive. We'll get to that later, but just Activate. wanted to say, yeah, welcome. This is the malignant discussion.
0: The thing that stood out to me just like without spoilers is I thought we were past this. We are we are past the borders, but it's a, it's a weirdly basic movie up until yeah. the moment. It's a it's a pretty standard movie. Uh, would you would you agree?
1: Oh yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. I would say for like for what you're expecting, like you get that, but it's also like a little bit extra. Oh yeah. Like I think it's also you know it seems like a typical like ghost story and ghost movie for a lot of like the movie right it seems like a standard like demonic possession imaginary best friend who turns out to be a murderous ghost of some sort or ghoul or some other supernatural we've never seen those that's what i'm saying (laughs) there's so many of those because guess what they're fucking scary okay they're easy to be scary um but they they work and so people make a ton of them this one just looks like another one I only went into this movie to see it like the day it came out. I mean, granted, I didn't go to the theater. I'm sorry. HBO Max, any of those movies. I'm like, okay, then I'm staying home. I
0: can stay home (laughs) and not spend $30 at the theater. Awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like what? Okay. And I could pause the movie to go to the bathroom because that's my biggest problem nowadays. And not to say that like I can't make it through a movie, but like, man, my bladder has been killing me lately (laughs) at every Marvel movie. Um, but anyways yeah so with this movie it's like I only went to see it or I only was like I need to watch it the same day because it's James Wan that was all that I was like okay that's the only thing it has going for it other than that it looks like that and then I was like laughing throughout it but it was like I kind of felt like oh my god I don't know like should I be laughing I'm not sure you know you kind of this movie gives off this vibe where it's like it's very run of the mill like I was like oh this is such a stereotypical plot for a movie you know Oh, the pregnant wife. She's a nurse. She helps people every day. And she has an abusive husband and he beats her. And then she loses the baby. And she's lost five babies already. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is like the most, it's like a soap opera level of drama. And I think that's where maybe people have a disconnect. What do you think?
0: You're, you're 100% right. Like this, this movie has so many tropes to it. Mm-hmm. And, I'm I'm someone who, who to to steal from one of my favorite movies uh, V for Vendetta. Um,
1: I need to watch that again. It's
0: great. You,
1: mentioned it a lot, and it's a great. He movie. has a line.
0: He says, "Like God, I don't play with dice, so I don't believe in coincidence." This movie has so many tropes in it that I don't think it's coincidence. I, I think it's to- it's very immaculately crafted, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the weird thing of it. The movie almost ha- it has kind of like a B movie kind of feel to it like there's nothing original about the story like the camera work is incredible it's James Wan to the max but like the story itself there's a lot of kind of like familiar stuff like there's not really a lot of original things do you get that vibe
1: I get it too and that's what people are like it's basically like this movie or it's basically like this plot or like you've seen a lot of this stuff before and I will agree but that's like the point it's pulling from all this stuff but it's also like It's pulling from all the familiar shit, but it's, it's really just trying to, it still does something new with it. It's a combination of all of it, but it's like, you know, it's kind of like Stranger Things where it takes so much stuff from things that are familiar and that you really like, right? Mm -hmm. And it mixes them all together. Granted, that's more of like, you know, there's, they're doing, it's more of a combination of like Stephen King and Steven Spielberg, which most people love both of those, like their stuff, right? So it's like, cool, this is a lot of goodness. But like James Wan is pulling from some questionable sources. And that's what's great about yeah. it. Is he's like, he's pulling from schlocky movies. So it's extra schlocky on purpose. It's like, but it's just like a big old like, it's a it's a long con of a movie is what it <laughs> is. That's what I've realized. It's the longest like con like, it it's like it's playing a joke on you from the beginning because you're not in on it until like the last like what, 45 minutes?
0: Not even that. I clocked it. The moment really? it happens is an hour 26 in and there's about 15 minutes left of the movie.
1: Wow. I mean, and it's I that's so true. That so you're right. It is like the majority of the movie you have to like be on board with. I feel like for that to pay off or you just have to like enjoy I feel like everything comes together at that moment and makes everything work uh-huh. in retrospect.
0: It makes everything work and it also is totally jarring.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's like,
0: oh yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, like rewatching it. I think this is like the third or fourth time I've watched it now. Like so like the horror movie tropes rookie numbers. <laughs> the horror movie tropes like stand out to me, but just like the the camera work and everything, like there's so much like thought and like heart put into this movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the 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 most wealth like thought-out con ever like everyone is a hundred percent committed to the bit like regardless of whether or not it works everyone's committed the entire movie
1: (laughs) exactly and i think that like that's where people get the confusion because like this is like if you think of it as just like it's a fucking b movie right it's a b horror movie which it just looks really nice and it also like is directed so well that it just it really, I feel like works that like it it makes people think it's trying to be better than it is. I think <laughs> they get confused and they think it's trying to be serious because you do kind of get a lot of David Fincher vibes with like the opening credits of the movie is like something yeah. straight out of seven. Like, I mean, it's totally. the same thing. And then the big long chase scene with the detective chasing Gabriel uh that was exactly like the fucking chase scene with brad pitt and kevin spacey which was it also in the rain in the dark and like these weird and it went on forever and it was the same fucking thing although gabriel's doing like matrix level <laughs> shit in this movie but so there's a little difference but you know what i mean it kind of gives off the same style and the filmmaking so high quality that because it looks so good and because it's done so well, people think it's trying to be like an A-level, A-tier movie. But it's like, this is like trying to be a B-movie from the get-go. Yeah.
0: Right? And and on like the twist, you know, at the end, one thing that I think this movie that makes it really stand out from some of the other movies that we listed in in our horror movie, horror comedy movies, is they kind of reveal the the twist like the humor part of it like cabin in the woods you learn you see what's going on halfway through the movie
1: yeah like you see but you see the like clips of the guys the scientists but you have no context for a while and then you finally get like but they do kind of incorporate it more and more into the movie but it's still jarring as well but
0: none of them are holding (laughs) out until the last 15 minutes of the movie like
1: (laughs) i mean that's like a bold fucking strategy it's a bold strategy cotton let's
0: see if it pays off for them. yeah (laughs) i mean
1: it also pays off like incredibly like well because if you like i mean i personally think it's cool when filmmakers make take risks in general or when they make a baller move regardless of if they pull it off i'm like you know what they really fucking did something different they at least went balls to the wall and I will say that James Wan, regardless of what you think, I think we can all agree, he took balls to the wall and gave it a new definition, I
0: think. He gave the ultimate compliment to to his audience of like, they're gonna get it. They're gonna follow exactly. along with this with this hour-long joke. Cause he leaves hints.
1: Yeah. There's laugh out loud moments for a long time before you get to the last 15 minutes. I have a I have a you.
0: whole list. Of notes that as I was watching, I was like, signs that James Wan is fucking with you.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: The, the obvious thing is just constant horror tropes. Like, we are talking... So many. Yeah, we are talking about one of the great... Like, one of the most iconic horror film directors of all time. So, when we're talking about weird, generic things in a horror movie, we have to remember... Who's doing this horror movie? So here's my list of signs that James Wan is fucking with you, okay? All of the horror movie tropes. First one, it's very obvious. The main character is haunted. Exactly. There's, there's a never-ending <laughs> list of horror movies where the main character has something that is...
1: Tra- traumatic in the past. Yeah. She's had some trauma. Ben, now she's got... Like, it seems like a haunted, invisible friend is kind of what you get from the trailers and from like the first 15 minutes or whatever right that's like it it, it starts off that way and you're like okay yeah I guess I've seen this before
0: huh
1: (laughs) geez how many times now and And also in this universe
0: (laughs) totally and it totally it just like kicks off all the theories of like oh maybe she's the killer maybe Mm -hmm. maybe it's her maybe it's not an imaginary friend also real quick side note uh, this movie had all of the horror genres in it at some point. Like this movie has supernatural horror. It has slasher horror, monster horror, possession horror, and there's even a little asylum horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Start off the movie. Also, that (laughs) asylum. It's the first thing we see. That's the most ridiculous... Oh, it's so sinister-looking, menacing-looking yeah. looking thing I've ever seen. Creepy thing. That's yeah. the first sign this movie's fucking with you. Is that
1: yeah is that thing? Like, could they have made a like creepier fucking <laughs> building? I don't think so. <laughs> Unless they were like, hey, this place is haunted. Like had written across the front, like as if you can't fucking tell. Like whatever's going on in there. They really nailed the, like, this is supposed to be creepy. Yeah. Well, and then
0: the <laughs> whole opening bit.
1: Mental hospital, creepy, screaming. You don't see a lot, too. Would you agree with that? Yeah,
0: you don't see a lot. But, like, for me... There's
1: gore, but... Yeah, there's
0: some gore. For me, it was kind of like, the this, this is so intense. Like, mm-hmm. it seemed outdated. Like, movies don't have opening scene like, monster scenes where it's just like... Like, you haven't seen that since Alien or... Something that is just like, it's alive. We gotta tranquilize it. Like, I don't know. yeah. It's just. It's time.
1: We cut out the cancer.
0: This is so over the top. It's hilarious. Like, if you didn't get, yeah. If you didn't get the nudge from the opening bit that this is kind of funny, then, like, lighten up. It, the movie's supposed it, to be funny.
1: <laughs> then you kind of transition into like soap opera territory. Oh yeah. Which is another way that it gets like, hey, he's fucking with you, right? Is that your next one on the list? Because I feel like that's another good point. So
0: my next (laughs) he's fucking with you. And this one to me was like, this is the first like obvious he's fucking with you is the I'm adopted reveal. Mom told me that my biological mother died during my birth. Sydney, I'm adopted. I laughed. My, I laughed out loud, like laughed my Me ass too. off when I saw that. I'm like, no shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's literally the perfect combination of them taking it so seriously. The music cue really loud right there. And then also like the way that she just says it, like it's so like the most shocking thing in the world. And then the sister like, looking at her with her eyes, like, <laughs> as big as possible. Like, so shocked. I mean, it's like, okay, this is a soap opera now. Like, this is even too much for a soap opera. <laughs> You're like, this is, like, hilarious. Like, obviously. And I guess maybe some people think, oh, is that on purpose? I think it's just he's trying really hard. And I'm like, have we not all seen James Wan's movies? Like, I think we can all agree he's smart. Yeah. And he knows what he's fucking doing. Let's, let's give it to the guy. Let's trust him. I think he knows what the fuck he's up to Yeah, like
0: the the funny parts and the 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 disconnection of stuff is so obvious that it's just like this doesn't James Wan is known for his attention to detail. So it's like this doesn't yeah. make sense. And this this what ties to what you're saying like with it kind of being a B movie in that like mm-hmm. there's so many things not explained in this movie and it's it is it's because it's intentional like None of none of Gabriel's abilities make any sense.
1: No. But again, at that point, if you're questioning this movie, once you've seen Gabriel's full reveal, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, that's it. You just you need to let this movie do what it does and let it happen to you. That's that's really the first thing. Let it all happen because it's going to be wild. Jesus,
0: take the wheel like this. You're here for a good time. This is.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, Gabriel alone is, like, so creepy and yet fucking awesome, too. And it's, like, such a nasty, like, so much gore in this movie, but it's, like, 80s gore. This movie is basically, like, an homage to 80s B movies. A lot of different filmmakers, a lot of different, like, kind of influences and some other years, too. But, like, that's a lot of this movie. And it really, it, like, knows what it's doing on purpose, is is the thing totally
0: and the like not explaining his powers thing
1: oh yeah how does he do technology (laughs) i don't understand he's like got the shine but it's just for technology i don't know how does he make phone calls that's
0: just a throwback to iconic super like iconic horror people like freddy krueger why is he in dreams who knows but he does it
1: nobody exactly they don't give any fucking example you're right jason
0: voorhees doesn't have to run. He can just teleport, apparently.
1: Uh, and also, how does he keep coming back? And, like, at the end of the first one, he's, like, a fucking kid. And then the next movie, he's, like, all grown up. My, it, there's no explanation between movies, uh, really. Mike
0: Myers, um, he's...
1: Michael sorry. Myers. Come on. It's not Austin Powers. You do this every time. <laughs> you got to watch Halloween Kills. Mike,
0: Michael Myers, uh, he's survived, what, like, being electrocuted, drowning stabbing, being lit on fire. He survived everything.
1: Oh, that guy, yeah, he's like that's why they call him the Phantom or the Shape, and sorry. He just can't be killed. They just
0: they haven't revealed that he has the Captain America sold super soldier serum thing and that but like that explains they just haven't revealed it yet, but
1: But it's exactly. It's <laughs> like when I'm watching like Malignant and whenever Gabriel's controlling shit. I mean, for the first half of the movie, you think it's like a ghost or a spirit. Yeah. So you're like, okay, that's it doesn't like make you question it until you get the reveal of Gabriel. And by that point I was just so delighted. I'm not, I'm not going to fucking question this movie now. I'm really enjoying what's happening and I don't really care because holy shit. Like I am so into what I'm watching that I really didn't have time to like deconstruct whatever was going on.
0: I was just like, holy
1: fucking shit for like the last 15 minutes. This is
0: the only movie that I have gone out and actively sought the behind the scenes footage because mm-hmm. it's amazing like the whole doing things in reverse like seeing that they used contortionists to create like practically yeah. create that I'm like this is incredible like when i watched it, i was like how yeah. did, did they play this in reverse
1: we do everything practically and it's insane because that's what the coolest thing because that's ex- like the it's great because it's like like I feel that now that you've seen X like X is very similar where it's done in a way that like it feels like a movie yeah. from the 70s and like this is done in a way that like this is how movies did things in the fucking 80s they used a lot of practical yeah. effects like all the time and that's one of the reasons that I I've honestly really come to love I used to be like scared of like the body horror from the 80s because I was like oh god it just seemed so gross but like you remember when I first saw The Evil Dead and I like almost threw up halfway <laughs> through. I just feel like it was so nasty. I was like, "What the fuck!" But now I watch it and it's like no big deal because I'm just like a psychotic person at this point, I guess. But I feel like this movie, like I don't know, I love that shit. Yeah, I'm here so like, for it.
0: there's the whole.
1: It's 80s, totally 80s, <laughs> and there's
0: there's so much of the of the stuff that's like totally familiar to us but it's laced mm-hmm. in with all of this really incredible stuff. Like the way James on like films things like his cinematography, like going up the stairs, chasing after the main character or like the Eagle eye, like, yeah, Like,
1: oh, yeah, robot
0: arm grabbing a stuffed animal toy camera thing. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, it was just amazing with this totally unoriginal plot. Like, it was like, like, that's what keeps you engaged. (laughs) And then the villain, you're like, oh, great. Another like slasher villain. And then like, you see him kill the person for the first time. You're like, are they backwards? Why are they moving like that? Like, there's these little, little just like salt bay sprinkles of originality that you're just like, Okay, I'm here. Yeah. I'm... What? Is... what?
1: <laughs> yeah, it kind of, it's crazy. I think that's, like, the biggest reason that people don't understand this movie is that it's made so well and it's directed so well and, like, some of its influences and styles are, like, associated with movies that are, like, mm-hmm. top tier, right? Whereas this movie is, like, that same quality but it's, like, trying to be a schlocky <laughs> B horror movie, which not everybody loves. I'll grant them that. But if you understand that going into it, I feel like it really changes your mind about things because especially like, yeah, it seems like a stupid supernatural horror, but like if you've, once you see the ending and you know that Gabriel and her are the same Literally. Fucking person, you go back and rewatch it and you're like, Oh, my God. It just gets better. And then you also understand more of the jokes that you might have missed the first time because it's all a little jarring. And I just I yeah, I think this is one that like, you know, it's basically just the highest budget for a fucking B movie that we've ever seen. It's the best made B movie. This this kind
0: of reminds me of a a separate conversation we've had about why we love A24 horror movies because.
1: Yeah, cuz
0: there was like, look so great. A24 has very like simple storylines, but like it's almost like what a B horror movie could be if they had budget, if they mm-hmm. had a really creative lead to it. And it's yeah. kind of sad that Warner Brothers it's like, "Hey, the only way we do this movie is if you've made us almost 4 billion dollars in-, in revenue." <laughs>
1: That's the thing is that, like, it's hard to do, like, original Mm. horror nowadays. Well, sorry, people always say that there's not a lot. But it's like, if you look at it, like, that stuff is actually Mm -hmm. really popular every time it comes out. People want that. And people are always complaining about how there's not enough of it. But I'm like, yeah, maybe a few years ago, sure. Like, there was, like, maybe during 2020 when this came out. And I feel like maybe if it came out this year when we've had, like, the black phone, that's not a franchise thing. X is brand new um granted we also have enjoyed movies like scream you know the new one and stuff like that there's also franchise horror movies that come out that are great but people are still like freaky is another great one that i think did did well and people loved it because it's just it's new but it's like i just feel like if you like horror movies in general you're welcome to like a franchise option and a new original option like you just really can't go wrong but i think that there's always that craving for something original and this movie is nothing if not original. I think he uses familiar ingredients and makes something new out of them, which is really fucking hard to do cuz people have been using these same ingredients to not the same results for a very long time, I would say. Like just watch any horror movie on Tubi that like you've never heard of and you'll understand.
0: <laughs> the next thing on my list was just how much they talk about, or even literally say, like it's all in the main character's head. So like it transitions from her being haunted to there's a slasher murderer to you're crazy, you're somehow involved. Like <laughs> they they lay it on so thick that it should just be like, okay, this is too, this is too much. <laughs> the the next this was totally. this was part of my uh, list of things of like, okay. This is this is a exclamation point. Red flag that this is a this is a comedy when they have the fight scene when we see reverse parkour down the ladder and then they chase them. They're like crab crawling backwards through like the old.
1: I mean, it was incredible to watch. Yeah. Again, knowing what happened. It's the fight it's scene
0: when they get into the basement with the cars and there's fog. Why would there be fog down there? Like... <laughs>
1: again that is like another thing that you're like huh where did that come from are they did they start the cars and they're just like letting it the, aren't they gonna die if that keeps going like you, you're you not the thing about this movie is you cannot be questioning at any point what is going on if you're clocking that stuff which like Nolan does he's always like oh, clock that the second <laughs> it fucking happens but it's like just because he's like you know ready for it to come back and like scream in his face But he's like, you know, most of these movies, I feel like, or most of this movie, you just got to let it happen. You can't be thinking too hard about it and questioning the logic, because let me tell you, there's none. Just accept it and enjoy it, because it's better if you do. If you have a good sense of humor, I feel like you should be able to just let it let it wash over you and enjoy yourself.
0: I'm just saying this in my list of if you're not catching on by now, you should have. But here's your signs. okay? yeah.
1: I guess I'm just getting mad at the hypothetical people who haven't caught on at this point. Like, how have you not caught on and it's at the fog in the fucking basement? Although, thank God if that's what what gets you because some people clearly didn't catch on at all.
0: I I did feel like this movie was really just James Wan flexing. Like, I've conquered horror. Let me show you what else I can do. I don't know if I can do superhero movies quite yet, but I can do this.
1: (laughs) I mean, he made he has like a billion reasons to to, to fight that that answer that you just said, because I think he can do it granted for D.C. okay, we'll give him that. And again, I I don't think that that's all on him. I think Warner Brothers has issues with that.
0: We got malignant.
1: We got malignant out of it again. I I won't go back and rewatch it. You can't make me. But I'm happy that that we got malignant.
0: Also, I thought it was really funny that this movie takes place in Seattle.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I feel like a, a thing with horror movies and maybe this is more of the B movie thing. They take place somewhere, but like it really could take place anywhere. I think seven is the best movie that has an unspecified place that.
1: That's what I was going to say. The that place place I love that has
0: it. a personality, has a contribution to the movie.
1: Yeah. I also really love that. Uh, it was set in Seattle. I think I think it wasn't like I think on purpose, you know, it wasn't really like super specific to Seattle. Like they have, you know, the obligatory shots of the Space Needle. And I thought the one part that was well done, though, was the Seattle Underground because that like I feel like in my mind, I've only done that tour once a long ass time ago. And I was so scared the whole time that I'm pretty sure like whatever, like that's the scene in this movie is what happened to me because it's like it's so dark down there. It's freaky. You're down in like a cave, basically. It feels like I mean, it's just horrifying. And I thought that that scene was really effective. And I was like, "Hey, I recognize <laughs> like that's exactly yeah. what it looks like down there, and it's freaky as hell." You know, perfect setting for a horror yeah, it, movie scene. That's all. That's all I felt.
0: It's so funny. I think it's part of the joke. Like, it, it shows the the landscape shots of the Space Needle.
1: Like every fucking thing said here, because that's the only <laughs> thing that you need to see. <laughs> and the rain it yeah, did have there's rain. a couple I'll scenes of rain
0: um but then like the scenes where like they go to buildings it's just so obvious that this is los angeles like when they get and also the yeah the names well, exactly. of things that they have are just hilarious like the the silver cup apartments like in north beacon yeah. hill like i live in beacon hill um there's there's nothing here <laughs> near that yeah. and all the names of the streets that they have it's just like <laughs> nope yeah it's so funny that like when they pull up and they
1: yeah yeah they pull up and they get out of the car (laughs) It's just
0: like that's that is not seattle that's los angeles and it's so fun it's so funny because yeah it's intentional a (laughs) hundred percent
1: exactly they make like movie mistakes on purpose like we noticed that uh last night with like There's like a scene where like there's like someone gets hit in the head or shot and there's blood on the wall. I think it turns out that it's like it's the end and it turns out it's Gabriel's imagination. But he's like, there was blood on the wall in that scene and and now there isn't. And I was like, yeah, well, give it a second. I think it either explains it or also it's kind of one of those things that like they do those on purpose just to kind of do whatever. And like the same thing with Seattle, like they don't really care about making it look like Seattle. Except for the underground. I will give them that. But I was happy to like get seattle in a good movie because i feel like it's had like a real image problem lately with like being a locale in a movie or like let alone a good thing because i feel like since you know the ring was like early 2000s i was like not like oh man i'm gonna move there but it was like you know that i feel like that really represented like it looked like seattle it, it felt a little bit i mean it was creepy as fuck but like it, it was a good movie it was you know set here. It, so that,
0: did do, it did do some damage to the fairy well, business yeah. with that whole oh, horse even getting it up. destroyed. Can't even think about
1: it. That's the <laughs> one hang up I have on rewatching that movie. I mean, but also like the first time I watched it, I don't think I slept for like 24 hours. I'm pretty sure I was just like traumatized and I saw that fucking horse scene over and over. So anyways, after that, which is like, yeah, terrifying movie, but also like it was a good thing for, for Seattle. I felt Then we just really after Grey's Anatomy, which, you know, now is kind of fucked, but that's a good thing to associate (laughs) it first with us. Then we get really into a downward spiral and it only gets worse after Twilight with. uh, Yeah, I know it's Forks, but whatever. They go to Seattle. It's Seattle by association. And it's always I mean, they're just the worst. And then it gets 50 shades of fucking gray is the next one. And that. Oh man, I remember they shut down the fucking freeway like on I 90 or something for like a day to film that movie and people were pissed. It wasn't like, oh cool, they're shooting a movie. It was like, fuck, 50 Shades of Gray. It was like (laughs) the third one too. We were like, fuck those stupid ass movies. Like, I can't fucking, it's gonna take me three hours to get home (laughs) because of fucking 50 Shades of Gray. That's not okay.
0: We got. (laughs) We got three movies of that bullshit. And
1: like five fucking Twilights. So that's what I'm saying. We were really due for like something good here. I feel like. I can't think of a lot of others that maybe like... There's smaller movies that are set here. But this was like... Fuck yeah. Malignant. That's a great fucking movie in my opinion. I think it's a good look for us that we're in a good movie. And James Wan. Fuck yeah.
0: I did randomly get an email. This was a couple years ago. I think this might have been in 2021 i got a, a couple of random emails of thank you for renting 50 shades of gray thank you for renting 50 shades gray darker and i text my wife i'm like what the fuck are you doing with our amazon <laughs> <laughs> and she's like she's like sorry you're out of town i I just decided to binge them all. And I'm like, you decided to binge these, all three of them. You couldn't find them streaming and couldn't illegally download them. We paid for
1: these. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was the same way. She made us go see them in theaters, if you can imagine. And I was like, Mom, the last movie I want to fucking see with you is Fifty Shades of Grey. And she made me and my sisters go with her for each one. And I felt like it was like that scene in The Office when, like, they're like, Phyllis is listening to Fifty Shades of Grey audiobook and her headphones. And they're like, she's getting all horny and like, like, she's like getting all like, she's like humping on her chair and shit and like, like leaning over there getting all hot. And they're like, this is so upsetting. I, I can't be around for this. She's listening to porn. <laughs> and
0: then Ed Helms takes yeah. it
1: he's like yeah exactly they pour the water on him it's great i'm just saying like that's how it felt going to see those movies and i paid more for them in the theater so i get your pain it's upsetting and i'm this movie basically like saved us we were on the brink of total failure i think
0: i will i will give him credit though um the the house that she lives in looks like an old seattle house like in queen like in queen anne huge
1: And there's like so much room between properties.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm like, okay, uh, this movie starts with you being a nurse and your husband, besides being a deadbeat and abuser, seems like he's unemployed because he's at home in the middle of the day, just like watching sports. I don't knowing how much things cost here in Seattle. um, I don't think this would work realistically this is like, she's also like, and then he yeah, dies really
1: rich and her family has been paying for this oh, this estate's been in the family for like 1800 years yeah
0: yeah like you're going out on a limb don't think he has a life insurance policy no. but
1: of course he's unemployed it's again another thing that you're like this is from like us this is like the like that first opening you know five ten minutes with just her and the husband and the abuse and all that shit before it gets to like him being murdered by Gabriel or the spirit whatever the fuck you think yeah. it is at that point it's like literally I'm watching a soap opera or I'm watching like a lifetime movie. That's the plot of like all of those fucking things. It's always and then the female overcomes at yeah. the end. But that's like the fucking that's that's so by the book and so like we've seen it before. But I think maybe people were just turned off by it that they're like, Oh god, I right. hate when these oh wow, how original. But you're like, that's the point, jackass. <laughs> I do like it that, like, there's so much unnecessary, like, things in movies where they have to explain shit, and it's nice when they don't, and you're like, I mean, granted, that comes at a price. Like, I also feel like when, you know, we all want that, we also get Tenant, which, I mean, I've watched (laughs) that twice, and I still don't think I've seen it. (laughs) I don't know one thing that happens in that movie. I can't explain it.
0: I feel like I need to watch Tenant in just like a different state of mind every time just to see if I if one I of can them clicks. barely get Inception
1: just... and I feel like I still don't understand that fully that like I just don't think I can handle any more Christopher Nolan movies I,
0: th- I think I'm just too dumb. Maybe the beauty of Tenant is that if you watch it normal or in reverse It's the same. It hurts
1: my head, though. That's the the upsetting part. And that's the thing. I don't know. Am I watching it in reverse already? And I just don't know it. Like, again, I have I have no idea about that movie, but I do feel like yeah, this this movie also kind of has that fake out thing like a bunch of different times where you don't really know what's going on, but not to that extreme. It can be extreme, but this movie does it in more of like a low key way where it's like familiar at least until it's not
0: it. It doesn't take itself seriously. Where Tenant only takes itself seriously. Yeah,
1: I mean, I have to assume they did. I did not see, I did not laugh once in that movie except to say, I think I'm going insane because I don't understand a thing that anyone's saying.
0: So my my next, this is this is not really a conversation, but this was just, this was like my second, this is a joke, this is your moment, is when they go to the police station after she sees Gabriel for the first time And they show the police sketch and it's exactly what Gabriel looks like. How did they
1: get that? It's
0: like, like imagine describing (laughs) what this thing looks like and then they draw it perfectly.
1: Exactly. Like how the (laughs) fuck do they know this? Also with that, it's like the same thing, the same exact vibe when like they have that young picture of her and he like ages it up and it looks like exactly like her. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like,
1: okay, so like I just love this. Like those fucking face generators, if you really see them, like I'm pretty sure they don't look that realistic. And I love that it just turns into like a picture of her. It's like, wow. And the same hairstyle cut everything like nothing's different. It's just like a fucking photo of her. It's so good. It's the same kind of fucking humor there. They do it a lot. And it's just like, I mean, I feel like they're not being subtle, right? Am I the only one who laughed at all this shit the no, first time?
0: <laughs> not at all. They're just like, yeah, our aging software also is predictive in what hairstyle you'll have based and off it's like the age. An outfit that that she we're was wearing determined.
1: earlier or something like I don't know, but it's just so good. It's it's hilarious. Again, you gotta just like how if you're this far into this movie, I'm I'm sorry, I know you probably have figured it out by now. But clearly, some people haven't. So come
0: on. For for the people that are listening to this and they've watched the movie once and they weren't picking up, it's okay. Go back and it's to totally it's fine. Okay. Go back and watch it again. It it is. It's <laughs> okay. okay. This is a very unique movie. Go back and watch it again with all of this knowledge. You're gonna have a yeah, great time. Should... It's it's wonderful. If anyone wonderful. has a
1: problem with this on the second watch, <laughs> like let's do a commentary because we'll walk you through it, baby. <laughs> I would love to walk anybody through the world of malignant and the fucking mind fuck that is.
0: Jesus. Well, we'll Jesus. Sherpa you through this without the mind fucking. It's a but mind like, fuck. Okay. I'm not
1: literally going to mind fuck anybody, but that does you know, it's a mind fuck. That means that this movie's insane.
0: So my All next right. point. All right. Just
1: fuck off. <laughs> God.
0: Uh, so this is really, this is the second to last point before Thank the God moment. Okay. So this is just my this is my own personal laughing moment when the sister goes to the asylum to find the tapes the scene where she parks the Prius up to the edge of the cliff I even I don't know why it's so funny but I laugh my ass off why it's so funny it's because it's just like this wide shot and the Prius pulls up (laughs) to the cliff.
1: It's again. hilarious because it's literally like gives me anxiety when I watch it because I'm like, "Oh my god, she's going to fucking go off the cliff." But it's that's what's so funny is because it's like that's just a little oversight of like something that would be in a B movie of like we didn't have time to redo it or like redo that scene. We only got one shot, you know. It's like we get one shot and then we're going. It's like the fucking room, you know, like that kind of a thing.
0: We- We we filmed this in the parking lot and we green screened the whole thing. It's hilarious. That's
1: all we have, okay? So let's just do the best.
0: We pulled the we pulled Kurtz prius up to a 7-eleven and we just green screened it and it it was awesome it's (laughs)
1: hilarious if you have a sense of humor i feel if you're not laughing at that i question what you i mean i love stupid (laughs) jokes like there's no stupid joke that doesn't get by me without a good chuckle i fucking love stupid jokes but i like i like good jokes too but i'm just saying this movie might not be the most sophisticated thing ever but like that's what i love about it it's because There's something to be said for things that are not sophisticated at all, right?
0: I think the amount of thought that's put into this movie makes it the worst sophisticated joke ever made. Like, it's so thought out and intentional, similar to, like, Swiss Army Mm -hmm. Man. Like, this movie is so, like, thought out and intentional that it can be the dumbest thing you've ever seen or incredible. And I think
1: those are the movies that really, like, work the best and they're like they mm. they might be simple or seem simple but it's like there's if it's simplistic it's because maybe you're seeing it that way but then if you want to see it as more complex you can really analyze a lot of different stuff.
0: And last little thing. This is the final red flag of, of like, if you haven't gotten the joke yet, th- it's on you from now on. Okay. It's when th- the sister is, she's finding the videotapes in the hospital. Then um Madison is in the prison. Remember we are, Allegedly in Seattle, the prison is filled with people. Th- they're not in Seattle. Like there's disco person, there's trailer park girl. Like
1: they just look like they're picked up from like just they're totally supposed to look like just like their
0: other horror movie. Yeah, but people. also like
1: they don't belong. Like this isn't real, which it is. That part is part yeah, of the joke. the joke because she thinks that she's just still sitting in this jail cell the whole time, but then. When she's in the jail cell and you get the whole they start beating the shit out of her, then it like lines up with the sister watching the videotapes of her as a kid, and that's when you get your big reveal.
0: Yeah, that's when we get to the point where the movie takes a Tokyo drift Literally. into another genre. And yeah. Oh my god, I was it's maybe like one of my favorite movie watching experiences when this movie changes.
1: It's incredible. Cause like the first time I,
0: <laughs> the first time I watched it, I'm just like, this is kind of weird. Like there's some really great stuff. Like there's some James Wan stuff, but like this movie is kind of weird. And then that happens. And it becomes just, like, one of the the best moments of my life. Yeah, just it's like, like, that's <laughs> it's, when you're like... Oh, my God, this is, this is all okay. a joke. because okay. you're laughing
1: at it already, but you're also like, I feel like I shouldn't be laughing at it. Like, I feel bad because I'm like, man, I really <laughs> like James Wan, and he's doing so much right. I get why people were like, I don't get this movie, but I think they just think <laughs> it was, like, totally serious, and then it becomes, like, The Matrix mixed with, like, fucking like a like the matrix fighting like there's like a whole matrix fight scene in a police station that is just incredible right after the jail sequence which is more like horrific well, cuz it's like gore and shit like that but it's also like fucking insane
0: well even even before that i'm sa- the for me the moment that this movie changes is when it shows Gabriel. the the found footage the where they're videotape. like let's go and then yeah and then they show gabriel on literally the back of no, her it's head upsetting
1: when they do the actual creature <laughs> reveal for me i feel like that's like that's like horrifying but it's like i expect something like creature weird fuck like that and it's funny but it's also horrifying it's... but i feel like what really seals the deal for me is the gabriel action sequence in the jail cell that's the part for me that i'm like oh that's when this movie is like it all comes together but i do feel like that also that scene was like what the fuck that is? I mean, I've seen some fucking shit about like, they have like, I've seen like Siamese twins or like ones where they do have like the parasitic twin, not like this fucking shit. It is horrifying. <laughs> and he's got those little, like, like little arms. It's like punching out. Oh, it's upsetting to look at. It's worse than like the little Voldemort guy when he's all creepy and little, like in that fourth movie or something. Totally. 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 A similar Or energy. like the first,
0: or, like, the first Harry yeah. Potter movie when it's the just head. the back of his head. Like, it's, yeah. The and back
1: of her this... head, what does it look like without, like, once they take Gabriel out in that scene? I wanted to see the scarring because it can't be just smooth back there. It's got to be a fucking well, that's nightmare. Part that's what's hilarious about it.
0: That's part of yeah. the B plot. Like, they don't like, explain, they don't it. explain like, it. No, it.
1: Her <laughs> husband was like, why do you look like Frankenstein on your back? Like it's like you know what i mean like it's got to be insane yeah. back there and he's i mean he's beating the shit out of her he probably had seen her back i would guess allegedly. allegedly i mean he got her pregnant how many times too this guy would have noticed that he would have been like who did this to you i'm gonna fuck him up
0: well it depends on if he's protestant oh or that's Catholic. right
1: good point but
0: <laughs> you know. i
1: just feel like yeah that's what's
0: Denominations determine positions. It's a a key (laughs) fact. It's (laughs) true that. And
1: uh, you're right. You're right, actually. And it's funny because I just feel like, yeah, this movie would be like, it's so absurd that it it works, though. Like, it makes it all come together weirdly. Because I feel like, yeah, the first time you watch it, you're like, I'm watching this for James Wan. Or because I like The Conjuring or those, you know, kind of horror movies. But it's like, then this is the point when you realize, like, oh this is great this is something totally unexpected but i'm like you're either here for it or not i feel like that's why is it's a hard left turn like you said and it's like you're either with them or like they lost you you fell out of the car or whatever like you're gone
0: if you are a big horror fan like you might have noticed these weird things and then when this happens you're like oh okay it's all it's a joke let's have fun where if you, if you just thought it was weird, but like you didn't kind of see it, it might just be like, what the, what is going on? What? People who
1: understand horror movies. I feel like they still were also the ones who like, didn't really love it. And I think maybe it just takes a certain type of humor as well, or like a certain kind of love for those kind of movies
0: or, or a couple of rewatches. rewatches. Yeah, or maybe
1: you just need to see it a few times.
0: I can't think of a movie like no, not at all.
1: I mean, if, if you watch the trailer, like... you think, Oh yeah, I could. But no, yeah, there's no movie quite like it that's that's shocking and takes the left yeah. turn like that, at least that I've seen.
0: So, yeah, like I feel like the, the moment where they show Gabriel, that is the last moment. This is the the James Wan telling you, if you aren't laughing yet, you're not going to have a good time.
1: It's like that, or either Cause, like because then yeah. it just
0: gets insane. I would say the chair throwing
1: scene like when Gabriel throws the chair across the room and hits the two <laughs> detectives and they go down. I fucking think that's the funniest thing I've seen in a movie in a long time. Like, that's fucking hilarious. If you're not laughing at that point, you clearly have, yeah, you've come too far and you don't understand it. You need to go back and start at the beginning. There's a lot of those points, but I do feel like that's the final one where they're like, OK, if you're like, I think like people should. I didn't see it in a the theater, so I wish I could tell if people were like getting it or not, because I would have been laughing oh, yeah. out loud. I watched I watched this at home and I had the fucking best time ever. It was amazing.
0: We were laughing our our asses off that whole final sequence. Also, like the the in the cell thing happens where she where they just kill everyone like that's just
1: takes everybody down and the transformation is so gross but it's so good it's so great
0: and also the 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 contortionists in that are incredible like they don't they don't do any cgi they're just like killing all of them and it's it's hilarious and gruesome it's just it checks all the boxes and then when they when they bust into the to the police station It's like a John Wick scene and even like the behind the scenes footage, like they have the big robot camera that tracks them and they talk about how like this is a extremely like choreographed thing because if you don't do something wrong, you're going to have a giant robot running you over like and like those scenes are awesome. I
1: I think I've I've watched it a long time ago, but like I'd watched it when it came out and I just feel like I've forgotten all of it and I want to rewatch it again. But when you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck.
0: Well, like the scene where the scene where Gabriel busts in and just starts killing all the cops and you get like the close up of the knife and stuff like that's all a robotic camera Mm -hmm. drone that's following the actors. And so like they had to choreograph all this stuff because this this camera is acting totally autonomous. It just was programmed to do these certain movements. And so you have to line it up with that. And like that action scene is incredible
1: unexpected in a horror movie like sometimes they're not they don't usually have the best action sequences it's more like jump scares and shit like that and creepy shit it's like a fucking great action scene like that belongs in like fucking i don't know any number of action movies that is not malignant that is why this movie is like a fucking enigma
0: The last the, the last 15 minutes, nothing prepares you for what's about to happen.
1: Nothing at all. <laughs> for the
0: last 15 minutes. That's why it's the greatest long that's, con of yeah, all it's time. Like, like,
1: I, I said earlier <laughs> that it starts the same way as the dark half. I will say it does not at all end like the fucking dark half where like his evil twin thing comes to life and starts killing people too. But my God, it doesn't look like Gabriel and it does not do exact like anything like what Gabriel fucking does the contortionist alone it's an amazing action sequence it is on par with like some of the shit that's in the matrix but it's just really disturbing like they show a lot of breaking and bones and like knives to the face and like just fucked up shit like gabriel really takes everybody out those two detectives are pretty fucking lucky that they're even trying to get (sighs) away with and he just throws the chair and knocks them both on their fucking asses and it's so good but it's also like they're fucking lucky everybody else got fucking skewered through the face or like ripped in half or something and they just got like they each got like lightly stabbed i mean i just i loved it
0: the throwing of the chair is like it's like a wwe moment it's amazing top five funniest like loudest i've ever laughed watching a movie moments ever a cheer worthy
1: moment i think and it's
0: a chair worthy moment if you think about it (laughs) but i was cheering
1: for that fucking chair i will say that and i just think like that's why i was like gabriel might be my new favorite horror villain man he's got the fucking moves his moves in this whole sequence are just incredible and the fact that he's doing it backwards I mean, I love it.
0: This is really where the movie ends.
1: Yeah. They have an ending, but that's like the last thing that's like amazing.
0: Yeah. Like they, they have to end the movie. They end the movie. It's fine. There's, you know, a nod to maybe there's a sequel. I hope there's never a sequel, but like really this movie ends with that police station sequence. Cause it's just incredible. It's in- yeah. And that chair, so chair throwing scene is just like, If I could have a gift tattooed on my body, it would be that. literally
1: I mean, that is just like, but I'm I also, you know, just was thinking about the thing when I watched this movie again, because I'm like, I think this movie also bombed like when it first came out, like the thing nobody was either into it at the time, or they just didn't get it.
0: Yeah, the thing I I pulled it up right now the budget for this movie was about 15 Mm -hmm. million and worldwide it grossed 19 million that's That's a a bomb. bomb
1: and people but now it's like we all agree it's like the number one like it's the best we all agree it's probably the best horror remake of all time but i think we also like everyone just agrees it's just one of the best plain horror films of all time it's incredible and it has a very simple plot and the creature thing i mean it happens a lot earlier in the movie i'll give them that and then it becomes like that like Every 20 minutes, maybe 10, that there's those scenes. But it's so incredible, like what they're doing, and that the fact that, you know, now people love that movie. I think maybe Malignant will be that way where people didn't get it first time they watched it, or maybe it just wasn't the right time. I even think if it came out this year, honestly, it would have had a better shot because a lot of horror movies have been original lately and we've gotten a lot of really good horror. I think this would be a good year for it. I think it maybe just. Maybe it needs another 20, 30 years and people will think it's like one of the greatest of all time.
0: I was I was going to ask you if this movie came out this year out of the lockdown, would it change the outcome? I
1: think so. Do you?
0: I think it maybe would have made more money at the box office. Yeah. But I don't know if it would have been received as well.
1: Really? I think like this may be the same thing with the thing. I mean, I know that there was like a lot of shit going down like. At that point in history, I'm not a fucking historian, so I'm not going to try and say it because I know it's going to be wrong. It came out in the early 80s. There was shit going on, you know, maybe communism. Fuck if I know Russia, all that shit. It was like a lot going on. People were really stressed. They didn't want this like nihilistic kind of a movie where like it was also very absurd and very like crazy, but also like, you know, it just kind of ends on a sour note. Didn't hit at the right time. Nowadays, people are like, I love that shit. I want more of that stuff, right? We don't want horror movies to play it safe. It's cool when they do something different. So it's interesting to Mm -hmm. see, like, obviously, I don't think Malignant will have the similar effect as, like, the thing. Unfortunately, I mean, I can't believe that that was held against John Carpenter for so long because, I mean, he should be celebrated for that fucking thing. It's incredible. It's amazing. So I hope that You know, I know James Wan will be fine, but I just hope that we could get more movies like this because it's fucking awesome. And maybe people just need to fucking cool it on hating everything before thinking
0: about it, you know? (laughs) because it was just like a, a straight to HBO thing. It's like, Oh yeah, that was just a, that was a thing. Let me do, let me do Aquaman too. Like we'll be fine. Like, but like this movie is incredible and it deserves to be a cult classic. And it even kind of has a cult following.
1: Oh yeah. Like, yeah. So one of my favorite things about malignant is that like the mal- malignant hive, hashtag malignant hive <laughs> is very active I and, like the chair throwing gif is like ever present that I feel (laughs) like, I don't know who exactly started this whole thing with trying to get it into the Oscars fan favorite. I want to say Fangoria.
0: So wait, before, before we, before we, we jump into this for, for the people who didn't know, I don't know, but the Oscars, was this the 2021,
1: 2022 Oscars, the most recent ones,
0: they did a new thing. The Oscars doing a new thing. I know it's super weird. They did a fan voted fan
1: favorite on Twitter. Hashtags,
0: Greatest scene of all time. No, no, no,
1: no. They should have. It would have won. No, it was best, like the fan favorite movie of the year. So it was like, what? Because, you know, the movies that made the most money never get nominated for Oscars. Yeah. So this was the Oscars, like, because they used to, ha- they did say they were going to do a popular movie category, but then there was a lot of backlash. So they took that out. So they're like, we'll do the fan favorites. So then they didn't think about like Twitter bots and shit like that. So. <laughs> they were like people hashtag Oscars fan favorite and submit your votes. And then based on the amount of people tweeting that hashtag using whatever movie they basically had finalists and malignant made it to the top five and was on like the TV at the Oscars because of the malignant hive. It was uh, malignant hive activate was consistently thrown around And I do think uh, I think Fangoria was the one that tried to get all the horror fans into it. And I think we all just really ran with it because (laughs) malignant does nothing if it doesn't inspire a lot of fucking love and passion. And I think we all showed that because unfortunately, the movie that won was, of course, the fucking Zack Snyder movie, the the zombie one, whatever I was the army Army of the dead Dead one, because they love Zack Snyder. I think I think that was the one.
0: that movie was fine. Yeah,
1: but it was like all the Zack Snyder fans are so like on Twitter all the time yelling about things. They're, so they, They're insane. They voted they're it into insane. it. Like Spider-Man No Way Home which should have won because I'm pretty sure it made the most money. It was probably the one that most people loved. But like also those fans weren't super active on Twitter. Like Johnny Depp's movie got in there too because his fans are like obsessed with him. <laughs> I voted for Malignant, I will say. I do love Johnny Depp, but I did vote for Malignant.
0: But I remember you telling me that the way that the malignant hive activated was people just sending that tweet with the hashtag, but then with the gif of the of the chair.
1: That was included most (laughs) of the time. Like if you go to any of those threads or just if you if you go look up uh, malignant hive, you will see quite a bit of uh, it's, it's mostly Gabriel gifts pretty much because I mean, it's also just fucking sick choreography. I mean, first off, but tell me that that throwing gif like throwing the chair, is just perfection. Cause it's also like, I love that it shows the wind up, the throw, and then the hit. Cause that's what you got. Yeah. It's like a longer one, but it's fucking perfection. And I just got to say, <laughs> shout out to everybody who loves malignant. You guys made it like awesome. And I I feel like that's like only gonna grow with time. So I'm I'm very happy that we can be like on the forefront of being like, yeah, fucking malignant rules.
0: All right. Thank you, malignant hive. You activated and it was wonderful. Thank you so much for sticking along and talking about this great movie. God, this was so much fun. We so love this movie much so much.
1: Literally. We <laughs> we couldn't shut up about it. So thank you. I hope I feel like if you really love this movie, that's how much you love it though.
0: Yeah. There there's really only one way to to feel about this movie. It's either in love or what not. the fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Next week we are going to we're going to do a little turn of our own. We're going to go in a completely different direction. There's been some stuff happening lately with uh, one of one of our favorites.
1: Just a delight, a treasure, really.
0: Mr. Brendan Fraser, the Fraser <laughs> Laser, that.
1: the Fraser Laser.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. So what we decided to do is um, we're going to revisit what
1: you decided to do. I will say I was for half of this plan.
0: You make this sound like a dictatorship. This is, this is a 50-50 thing.
1: I resisted.
0: <laughs> We're going to rewatch one of the best Fraser Laser movies, The Mummy. And we also thought this was the perfect opportunity to talk about how much we hate the other mummy. The 2017 Tom Cruise franchise. Fuck up. Monstrosity you thought it would be fun.
1: (laughs) I did not. I refused. I said, no, I tried to to not do it because I was like, that means I have to rewatch the movie because I saw it once and I don't remember anything. And then now I had to watch it again. And it made me so mad. So (laughs) I also kind of watch these movies in the
0: wrong order. So, yeah, that's that's a you problem. But if you love the Brendan Fraser mummy and then you saw the 2017 mummy and felt robbed of it, but you just haven't had anyone to talk to it about and you just want to release that anger, then this is the perfect podcast for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it did feel good. I'm glad we uh we wrapped with talking about the good mummy. Yes. because I was uh, that was a pretty big downer <laughs> during that episode I was like you know I'm this is not gonna be that fun I, I'm mad this really actively pisses me off <laughs> but I think it'll be fun it'll be a good episode and if you haven't watched it don't watch it okay don't do it I'm not like Jason I'm not gonna make anybody watch that thing not for a second time especially <laughs>
0: it was awful if you've watched it, then you remember how much you didn't like it. So that's all you need to do. Rewatch the original Mummy, though. The the 1999 version, not the 60s. Yeah, and
1: if you want the good double feature, do the Mummy returns right after that, like I had suggested. <laughs>
0: I want that on the record.
1: <laughs> but this might be more fun. So thanks, Jace, I guess. Whatever. That's what I do. Hit us up on social and tell us how much you love Malignant. And if you didn't get it, I don't want to hear from you. Fuck off. <laughs> also, tell us how much you hate The Mummy or how dumb it was that Jason made us watch that. I would love to hear it. So Somebody give me some
0: backup. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, and uh, until then, we'll see you next time. But regular exclusive, out. Are you going to say peace?
1: Oh, peace. Sorry. <laughs>